are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's own people, in order that ye might proclaim the mighty hearts of him who called you out of darkness into his marvellous light, 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 into his marvellous light. to watch an interview that I did earlier this week with Barney and Richard about preaching. Um, something that we didn't talk about during the interview is the amount of time it takes to prepare a preach. Um, I don't know if any of you have ever done a preach, but it does take a lot of effort um, to actually do some research into what you're talking about um, so you can bring something new and fresh to the congregation. And yeah, a lot of most of our preaching is done by um, Barney and Richard, and so I just wanted to thank them and honour them and just say, you guys are amazing. We really appreciate the time you put in um, and you always show up ready to give us a great preach on Sunday morning. So thank you so much. We love you guys so much. Well, good morning and so great to have you with us again this morning. Um, we're doing a little bit, something a little bit different this morning. Uh, we're basically doing an interview. I've got uh, Barney and Richard with me here this morning. Uh, we're going to be talking about why we preach on a Sunday morning. We did think it might be a little bit strange if we were preaching about why we preach which is why we're doing it in this format, um, and I'm going to grill them really hard. Um, probably not, but it'd be nice to see some nice answers from them anyway. So um, so I'm going to uh, start with you, Barney, if we can. Yep. Um, I just wanted to know why you wanted to talk about this um, yeah, for our morning this morning. So I think, first of all, we, we, one of the reasons we thought to talk about this is we never actually really talk about how we do anything mm -hmm. at church. We just kind of do it every week, and we go through the motions of doing it. Um, and I suppose COVID and coronavirus has given the opportunity to stop and reflect on how we do lots of different things as a church and including preaching. So obviously preaching is a big part of our meeting each week. So you think about uh, our meetings when we were meeting back at the north and the riverside, it would be uh, half an hour's worth of, of, of an hour and a half's meeting would be the preach. Yeah. Um, now it's kind of uh, 20, 25 minutes worth of, of the hour is is listening to somebody speaking and and in our culture, that might seem a little bit strange. So I think it's kind of a good thing for us to talk about. And so we're talking about this because it's really, it's a really important thing to talk about, and it's an important thing to address. Uh, why, you know, why, why we preach? Uh, it, it, one of the, one of the reasons for it is is this, this whole thing of it, when we come together, we want to be doing different things together. So if you look at one Corinthians, First uh, Corinthians eleven. Paul talks of uh, lots of different things. He's talking to the Corinthian church about how, how what they should do when they come together. So he talks about communion. He talks about worship. He talks about teaching. Um, and, he, and he kind of gives them instructions. So we can learn from that, that even in the New Testament, as the church assembled, they did certain things and they didn't do other things. Yeah. And so we want to be modelling New Testament church together. Uh, and so, yeah, preaching is really, really a, a big part of that. And so over the next few, few weeks, we're not just going to be looking at preaching. This is the first topic. Uh, the, the following week after that, Rich is going to be looking at why we pray together. So not why you pray on your own, but why we pray together. Yeah. Um, and then the third week, actually, it's you and Andy, isn't it? And <laughs> yeah. you're going to be talking yeah. about why we worship together. Mm -hmm. So we're looking at these topics. Why do we listen to a preach together as a church rather than uh, why we kind of just listen to a preach at home on our own? Why, why is it important we come together to do that? And that's the, the key thing. So it's not just what preaching is, but it's more about why we come together to, to, to listen to a preach. Yeah, okay. Okay, um, that actually leads me into my next question, although you have just said that it's not about this, but what is preaching? <laughs> so what is preaching? Yeah. Um, so 
Uh, Richard, were you going to answer this one? <laughs> you, you... Yeah. So, yeah, what is, what is preaching? It's a good question and a very relevant question. Uh, preaching is, first of all, an act of God. Mm-hmm. It was ordained by God. And I think it, that, that helps us to understand preaching and how we listen to preaching. God is a, a speaking God, and God has chosen to speak, particularly through preaching, through the preaching of the word. We find that uh, if we go back into the Bible story, when Israel returned from their time in captivity and they rebuilt the temple and reestablished worship, uh, the ministry of the word became a focal point mm-hmm. in, in the community. In, in fact, it, some people understand that they became a people of the book from that time because preaching had a central role. There was this expounding of the word of God. And uh, in preaching, too, God, as the pastor, is, is speaking to us. And I think that's a helpful way of understanding preaching, that God, who cares for our souls, is, is looking at us, loving us, caring for us, and, and, and pastoring us, preaching, speaking to us through his word. So I think it's good to remember those things. It's ordained by God. God is a God who speaks, and one of the ways he speaks to us today is through the word of God. Mm-hmm. I think there's the other point in that as well is I think it's when we... When we, we hear a preached word and when you're preparing a preacher as, 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 a, as a preacher, you, you recognise that as you're doing it and that you're asking God to speak through you to people. And so I'm very aware that when I'm speaking on a Sunday morning, I'm, I'm asking God by the Holy Spirit. I'm saying, Holy Spirit, would you, would you anoint what I've prepared today? That it's not just me speaking, that God, this is coming from you. Um, and so actually preaching is a proclamation. Mm-hmm. It's a proclamation and a declaration of what we see in the Bible. And it's a proclamation of the gospel um and so uh, as well but it's also as richard said already it's, it's declaring god's word uh, to to a group of people and you see it as richard said already throughout the bible don't you it's both new testament and old testament you see you see the pr- proclaimed word happening yeah. um but there are different types of preaching yeah. as well aren't they just to comment on that peter says he says speakers very oracles of god yeah. so we when we speak we, we are speaking as the mouthpiece of god which is a, a, a solemn and a serious responsibility, yeah. but also a delightful responsibility that yeah. we, that is what we do. That's why we need to pray over our preaching. We, we go before God with it. We pray for that anointing because we, we don't want to be just speaking our own ideas, our own opinions. We don't want to be speaking the philosophies of this world. We want to be speaking God's heart, speaking God's word. Yeah. Mm. So preaching on a Sunday morning... Uh, how is that different to say what you do in, on your in your small group or in your Bible study? Like, could you can you preach in a in a Bible study, or is it just a Sunday morning thing? I think you could. I, I think you know if you were in a in a Bible study group, yeah, you certainly could have somebody preach the word. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say potentially the difference, the big difference between a Bible study and Sunday morning is I think there is a difference between teaching and preaching. Yeah. So I can sit and teach you the word, so mm-hmm. we can go through it and I can I can expound it to you and we can talk about it. Yeah. That's different from me proclaiming the word to you. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's, you know, it is it, pre- preaching is is a, it, it's a spiritual gift as well. And I, th- I think as we see that in in the Bible, we see teaching and preaching being kind of like a, a, a thing together. And I think when we, you know, in group life, when you come together and you uh, and you kind of learn, it's a, there's an opportunity there to it to be more kind of uh, two way. Yeah. Whereas when we preach the word. Actually, it's it's to a, an assembled body listening to something. So yeah, you can do it in a smaller group. It doesn't have to be just on a Sunday. Yeah. But I do think there is a difference there, okay. and I don't just think it's 
instructional. Yeah. So we're not just giving a TED talk on a Sunday. Yeah. There's something spiritual about it. There's a yeah. there's a spiritual dynamic to it because it's 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 God inspired. Yeah. And also within a group setting too, particularly a, perhaps a home group, uh, life group, whatever we like to call it. Uh, there's that element whereby you're wanting to help others to dig into the words. So if we're just teaching. Uh, as as uh, we have learned and grown in the word ourselves, we're not helping others in that respect. So there's that side of it where we want to help people to dig into the word, not to share their necessarily their own opinions, otherwise it just becomes diverse opinions on what we think this text means. But how do we get to the heart of this text? How do we understand what God is saying through this particular scripture? So there's a, yeah. an element of perhaps a, a small amount of teaching and discussion that goes on within group settings that helps people to grow in how they handle the Word of God as well. Yeah. Mm. It's really interesting to me that neither of you have mentioned um, sort of like the rebuking side of preaching, which mm-hmm. I think for a lot of people culturally, you know, mm-hmm. when you see them preachers on like movies and TV shows and that, that it's often when they're like, you shall not do this, you know, that, that sort of side of it. But it's interesting to me that neither of you mentioned that well, yeah, as you're, as you're describing what preaching is. So do you think that is a part of preaching or do you think it's... I, yeah, definitely. I, I think yeah. there's. I think we, we would want to exhort and admonish and encourage. I think all of those things come into play. Mm-hmm. I think, I think they, you know, um, as, as, as a kind of church leadership, which is, you know, one of the reasons why predominantly it is, it is those in, in the kind of eldership or leadership who do quite a majority of the preaching here because I would say that actually we, we can drive the vision of the church from the, the pulpit so to speak you know from the, the platform when, when we, we preach as well we're yeah. I'm not just sharing God's word but I'm, I'm hopefully kind of helping us as a church to know where God's taking us together mm-hmm. um, but also yeah within that there's definitely the, the element of that but I, I think my, 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 my comment on that would be we speak the grace and truth mm-hmm. yeah. so if I'm encouraging you to um, if I want to see you see not you as an individual but say like us collectively as a church move into something i don't necessarily think the best way to do that is through a stick yeah you know and kind of <laughs> beat yeah. you over the head with the word yeah. of god i think yeah. it's much more about actually just um it's relational and it's grace and truth as yeah. well so look this is what jesus did let's live like jesus yeah. you know this is what the new testament uh, apostles did. it's what the disciples did let's live like them you know hopefully that's what our preaching is kind of fulfilling yeah. um we do we we have got a kind of um in terms of how we kind of pre- prepare and do a year's worth of, of preaching, we, we look at the a series or a, a kind of uh, the year ahead. This year's been a bit of a a bit of a funny one because there was obviously that that long period in time where we kind of just we dipped into the psalms for a reason. You know, yeah. we just said right, let's just sit in the psalms for a while because we needed to work out really what what was going on. Like yeah. everybody was, we were yeah. all in the same boat, weren't we? Yeah. And um, I think, but where we're you know, what we'd normally do is we'd kind of, we, we have a bit of a mix of, of what would be called expository preaching or exegetical preaching where we go through a book in the Bible. Mm-hmm. So obviously we've just gone through the book of Mark and then we will do a more thematic series as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and so this is a thematic series. We're looking at the theme of what it means to be church together. This is what the, the series we're on at the moment. Um, and then other times we'll do topical, won't we? So if we feel like God's laid a certain topic for us to speak about, um, it might be that somebody comes in and, and speaks as a one-off and they'll bring a, a word as well. So, yeah, I think preaching is directional. It's hopefully, sometimes it can be confrontational as well, mm-hmm. as you were kind of saying. Yeah. But I think all of the time, what, what the, 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 the nature of it is that we're growing in our discipleship of Jesus and it's calling us towards him. Okay. Yeah, I think, I think there's a very real sense in which um, the word of God speaks to us in different ways. And when we think of expository ministry, for example, it uh, causes us to face passages 
and aspects of what Scripture says that maybe we would shy away from, which do challenge us, which do rebuke us. Because there is a very real danger that we can keep going to the familiar and that which is simply loving and consoling and cheering and and heartwarming, whereas actually we need the whole of Scripture. And Scripture is transformational, and if it's to be transformational, then we need to hear the whole of Scripture which is not just the comfort, but also the rebuke as well. So we need to, to deal with that as and when it comes up and when we feel it's necessary. Um, yeah. So all aspects, um, Paul says to Timothy, doesn't he, that all scripture is God-breathed and profitable yeah. in every respect for training in righteousness and so on, mm-hmm. um, that we might be thoroughly equipped for every good work. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, we have touched on bits of this, but yeah. I wonder whether you wanted to say sort of anything more about what the purpose of preaching yeah. is. And I've actually got I've, I've got some verses for you. I'm actually going to get a Bible out of this as well. <laughs> so, I mean, what I'd say is it's, it's funny when you look through the New Testament and you look at examples. You can find examples throughout the New Testament, um, but there is there is particular, particularly what I would say is a good one, um, which comes from um, Acts 14. Mm-hmm. Um, and it says, after they preached the gospel to that city they had made many disciples they returned to Lystra and, Ica- and to Iconium and to Antioch strengthening the souls of the disciples encouraging them to continue in their faith and saying through many tribulations we must enter the kingdom of God I would say that those two verses are actually all preaching and, and what's happening is in the first verse we see that the the preaching uh, in in the first instance is about is, is about winning disciples yeah so you see they're, they're preaching the gospel so I think uh, it is um first of all when we preach we want to be preaching at people in the room who might not know jesus or online who don't know jesus we want to recognize that as we preach we want to be bringing the gospel every time we preach mm-hmm. you know i think that all scripture is god breathed but also all scripture leads to jesus yeah. and so we want to keep leading people back to jesus mm-hmm. um secondly i think it uh, th- there's a sense in which we're as they're preaching here as they're teaching the they are um, equipping people in faith as well. So, uh, first of all, I think it, it, it so it enables the gospel to be preached. Yeah. Secondly, I think it equips the saints as well. So, there's a, there's a definitely an equipping happening here as they as they're speaking. Mm-hmm. It's not just gospel proclamation. It's also the building up of believers. And thirdly, I think there's also an element that's not necessarily linked on here, but I, I've touched on already. It's envisioning as yeah. well. So we've got it enables the gospel. Yeah. Uh, it's it's equipping the saints and it's envisioning people. Mm-hmm. So you know, I'd say that a lot of what we do when we preach is all three of those things we want to be equipping you as a disciple of jesus to hopefully grow in your relationship with him mm-hmm. we want to be envisioning you as part of our church community yeah. um to know what we're about as a church but also we want to be proclaiming and declaring the gospel to people who might be with us who don't know him you know and, and also as we do that it speaks to us i mean every time i hear the gospel i know i need to hear it you know every time we hear the gospel that should lead us to jesus and so that that is the kind of i would say the main purpose of preaching does that answer the question? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah I'd say so. And and I mean, it's interesting that the way you're talking about it, you have to pitch it to so many different people, don't you? It's yeah. not mm-hmm. like you're just trying to reach people that have been Christians for years. It's like you're trying to make it relevant to people who've never heard the, the gospel story before. Yeah. Um. Mm-hmm. So that must be quite tricky sometimes when you're preparing to figure out how is this going to be relevant for all of us coming together. Yeah. How am I going to make this relevant for everyone? How How do you think you do that when you're preparing? Uh, that's probably one of the biggest challenges of preaching being aware as a whole congregation, being aware that you'll have people there who, who've never heard the gospel, maybe never even grown up in a Christian home, so they don't, don't even have elements of it. So, for example, today, telling a Bible story in preach, preachers of God, by God, days might have said, oh, you remember the story of David and Goliath? Mm, yeah. 
Yeah. And you'll have people in the congregation yeah. who've never heard of yeah. it. I even find that, and I've been a Christian a long time, and sometimes I'm just going, I really should know that one, and I don't. Yeah. And yeah. it's yeah, it's so, embarrassing as a Christian. So, so we're looking for a generation where you know the, we'll have people coming in who've, who've never had any grounding in Christian understanding at all. We'll have people who are Christians who perhaps have, have measures of teaching, and so they don't know all the stories. Uh, and you have to bear all of that in mind. Yeah. And so that is part of the challenge that any preacher faces. Who, who, mm. who is sitting in front of me? Who am I speaking to? Um, and, uh, and we can't even, you know, I think of days gone by when we perhaps reference, uh, oh, Charles Spurgeon said this. Yeah. You know? yeah. And then you have half the congregation <laughs> looking at you. Who on earth is Charles Spurgeon? Yeah. Or if you reference Jonathan Edwards, they think of the, the long jumper. Yeah. And uh, so you, you have to think of all these things yeah. in your preaching yeah. these days. Yeah. And who am I talking to? What What is their background? How much do they understand? How do I bring the word to bear upon them? Yeah. yeah. If there is someone like in the congregation who is finding on a weekly basis that there are things that they don't understand in the preach, what would you say to them? Um, so I think, well, I, that's a really good question. I, what, just going back one step on that, I think we, uh, just reiterating what Rich said before I answer what, what you said as well, I, yeah. I think we, you know, I would, again, not try and aim my preaching at the highest level of person in the room. Yeah. You know, I think if you're mature in Christ, you're hoping that you give people enough you know, I'm hoping that I might say something that gives you a nugget to go away on and kind of like maybe do a little bit of a scripture study yourself. You know, yeah. as we listen to a preach, we should be going, oh, that's interesting. Or I don't necessarily agree with him on that. Or yeah. I want to go and find out more. You know, as you mature in Christ and you know the Bible better um, and you start to learn about it, 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 it may well be that you kind of this it fuels a bit of fascination to you. Yeah. Um, so we don't aim it at the highest and we also don't aim it at the lowest either. We want to kind of have a nice varied diet and a balanced kind of approach to it. When I was a teacher yeah. in school, if I'd aimed all my lessons at the highest common denominator in any class, there'd been students in the class who would never really have been able to kind of yeah. access it or engage yeah. with it. Yeah. And I think equally, if I'd aimed at the lowest people, it would left, leave people feeling unfed if they were kind of understood more about that topic yeah. or that, that, that kind of thing. So, yeah, you try and aim it at a, a balanced group. But when you don't understand something or when you don't kind of get there, that was your question, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, because yeah, if you were finding that quite often, that you were like, oh, actually, I don't think I quite got that, quite got that. Yeah. I think things can get kind of lost and you you know, you might not have the energy to go every week and, and keep reading stuff. Yeah, yeah. So, like, so how, would, how would you ask that person to sort of deal with that? And so how I think, did you reach out to them? I think it's a really good good thing. I, I think one of the, the things that we would say is, I mean, particularly even this term, so... I, we're talking about being together as a church yeah. and my encouragement to people last week was to be part of a group mm-hmm. and I think groups are a really important part particularly if you are new to the church um, and you're wanting to feel like you know get get connected to it and feel like you belong to the community yeah. so that's the first thing groups are brilliant for building friendships but secondly they're a really great opportunity for you to be able to grow in your uh, faith by talking to other people yeah. and I would say you grow in that way so what we're doing this term is we're putting questions out each week based on the preach from Sunday Okay. So, for example, if you if you don't know a lot, or yeah. like, you, as in there was a preach topic, and you kind of go, actually, that, I'm really unsure about this. I've, I don't. I've never really heard about this before, or or even I've not even read this book of the Bible before. Hopefully, then groups is an opportunity for you to be able to discuss and find out more and ask those yeah. questions. Yeah, yeah. But but equally, obviously, on a normal context, you could come up to the preacher at the end of yeah, the meeting and say, exactly. I didn't really understand yeah. it when you said this or or that or the other. And I, th- yeah. I think that's that's also another way of doing it. Um, or even just contacting us and saying, I- I'm really interested by what you said on Sunday, but I don't, I don't really know a lot about it. Mm-hmm. Have you got any more resources for me? Mm-hmm. And, you know, we, you know, we can point you in the right direction. Yeah. So that's probably, so it has to be, I think you have to, it has to be self-led learning. Yeah. 
Um, but I think the best place you can do that is in group life. Have you got anything more you want to say? Yeah, I mean, question, questions are important. Mm. And uh, I, I know that there's a tendency sometimes when we, we have those questions and we don't, perhaps we wait in a, a message hoping that it's going to, we're going to get a question by the end of it and perhaps it doesn't always yeah. happen yeah. and it's kind of there <laughs> and i'm always aware that when we don't have when we have unanswered questions we have unanswered things with regard to our faith yeah. and if they build up over time yeah. that doesn't help our faith yeah. it doesn't help us to grow and be the people that god calls us to be so i would say every question is important i know sometimes people sit in groups and they perhaps are afraid to ask their questions mm -hmm. because they feel Everybody in here must know the answer, and I feel silly not yeah. knowing the answer. Yeah. You know, but those questions are important, and I would encourage anybody who has questions to ask somebody. Yeah. Find somebody who, who perhaps is more mature than they are, and say, "Can you tell me the answer to this?" And if they can't, they, you know, hopefully they can direct them to somebody who can, because at the end of the day, it's getting an answer that is important. And there are so, there's so many good resources out there as well. But yeah, yeah I, I, I think questions, if you've got questions, ask them. Yeah. Um, yeah. And keep asking them until you get the answer. Yeah, you know? yeah. <laughs> yeah that, that's really, really good. Um, so for me, something that I have really enjoyed during COVID is uh, I started listening to podcasts. Right. I've never really listened to them before now, but it's become like a big thing that I've enjoyed doing. Um, uh, but you know, I, I can you can really get into listening to people like Francis Chan. Yep. Um, I'm trying to think of all the there's so many there's so many so many good people out there yep. um, to listen to, and I know that like the temptation is always that I mean they're they're very good communicators. That's like their strength, and not that you guys are brilliant. I love you to be. <laughs> 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 I'm not. They're really great. Um, but but obviously, like you know, th those people are, are have got a, a big following for a reason, and, yeah, and some people are very 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 gifted in the thing. It's just like yeah. anything in life, isn't it? Yeah. Um, so why should someone come listen to you? when they can yeah. go listen to that okay. yeah. Yeah. And, and there are some great preachers and teachers out there yeah. there are some great communicators and, mm -hmm. and we thank god for them and we, we thank god that through the you know the internet through tv we have access to them mm -hmm. um but at the end of the day they're not caring for the local church mm -hmm. and you know I, Whenever we look at the New Testament, we see that interest in the local church. What is God saying to the local body? And uh, so I, we're not against people going to and listening to Francis Chan and, and John Piper or whoever. Mm -hmm. um, but at the end of the day, we are a local body. And as elders, we, we care for, for the local body. And we hopefully are in tune to what God is doing amongst us. So even when we read the scriptures, we... We read, for example, in the New Testament, there are various letters that are written to different churches because of different needs, because of different situations and circumstances. And Paul, for example, is not saying the same thing to everyone. There may be elements that are, are the same, but he is pastorally caring for those different communities. When we step over into um, the book of Revelation, for example, you've got those uh, ch chapters two and three, where you've got the letters to the churches. Now, this is within the context of a letter to a group of churches, but you've got specific letters to individual churches. God has something to say to each of them. Mm -hmm. So there, there is a ministry that we can draw on in general, but there is a, a local ministry which connects us with what God is doing in our local community. Mm -hmm. And so as elders, we will be praying over and thinking about what God is doing and what God is wanting to say. Uh, so the ministry, hopefully, that we bring is, is, is 
pastorally connected with the needs of our community and what God is wanting to say and do amongst us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it goes back to the vision thing as well. Mm-hmm. So we're a community on on a mission together, on, with a purpose together, yeah. and um, so we can only. Uh, really find out what that uh, purpose and mission is from God as we engage in that together as a, as a community and as we kind of walk on that journey together. And so actually, as we kind of come together and we, we listen to a preach on a Sunday, hopefully, it's in, as Richard said, it's meeting the needs of our community, but it's also speaking into the direction of travel for us as a people. Mm-hmm. You know, my, my heart would be to, to, to lead us well and lead us into what God has got for us. You know, as as, as elders and leaders, we, we're... We're not trying to lead people in a direction other than towards God, but also other than the direction that we feel God's calling us to as a people. You know, so we'll sit, we'll sit in, in leaders and elders meetings and we'll be praying, God, would you show us what you want us to do? You know, just a couple of weeks ago, Lord, would you give us the direction that you want us to, to take? And as we kind of, you know, take this series that we're on at the moment, this is a result of uh, lots of different things. But the main concern for us as a local church body, as Gateway Church, what do we need to focus on at the moment? Let's focus on being together. Let's focus on community. Let's focus on uh, loving and caring for one another. Because as we walk through this really difficult time that we're all facing, we need to keep together. We need to stick together and love one another. We need to make sure that people aren't feeling isolated or alone. And also, I think we need to learn how to do community better as well. I think it's really easy, um, the longer you're in a church, to just connect to the same people every week. Mm And so in a series like this, we're encouraging people to step out of that and look look about them. Now, Francis Chan um, won't be able to speak into that because he doesn't know our situation. Mm-hmm. You know, Matt Chandler won't be able to speak into that because he doesn't know our local situation. Mm-hmm. But they're brilliant preachers and I listen to them, you yeah. know, and, and they hopefully impact my walk with Jesus. Yeah. But also I need to be connecting with the local church because what that does is that enables me to uh, be spoken to about how I can connect with other people how I can grow in faith with others around me, but also how I know and, and, and what I'm feeling from God is the vision for the whole church. You know, yeah. so we, we're doing we're doing all of those things, and I think if you grow in maturity in Christianity, you're accessing other things as well as this. And it's but that's not the yeah. thing you're doing mainly. You're accessing local first, and then going, oh, let's listen to this podcast. Let's listen to that. Yeah, you know, it should be that way around. Yeah. yeah. Again, just thinking of Paul's writing, um, he talks about two aspects of walking in the Spirit. So there's the individual walking in the spirit, keeping in step with the spirit, which is what we do personally day by day with God. But there's also that corporate walking together in the spirit. And that can only come about as we, we learn to listen to the spirit together, as yeah. we learn to listen to what he's saying to us as a church community. Then we can keep in step with the spirit together. And I think that's an important element of church life. So those letters I referred to a little earlier on in Revelation, the constant refrain that comes up there is, he who has ears to hear, let them hear what the Spirit is saying to the churches. So what, yeah. what the Spirit may be saying to us and the way he may be leading us and directing us and growing us at this moment of time may be different to another church in town or yeah. another church further up country or even abroad. Yeah. We, we bless what God is doing elsewhere, yeah. but we also want to be yeah. walking with him yeah. here. Yeah. We're called something yeah. specific. Yeah, in that's right. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I think that's something that, like a big reason why people can think that they want to listen to other preachers is because they feel like what we're preaching about is maybe not relevant to their own personal mm-hmm. yeah. journey that they're going through. So yeah. they might feel like like this, like a togetherness series. They might yeah. feel like, well, I feel like I'm together, but I'm struggling with mm-hmm. this issue over here. So I want to go listen to someone speaking about that. Yeah. How sort of would you talk to someone about you? Know, yeah. 
I, yeah, I think it, I think it's a bit it's a bit of both and, isn't it? So mm. I I think if you if you read First Corinthians, um, like I spoke about earlier on, and you, you read kind of like chapter chapter sort of seven and, and all the way through to to fourteen, if you read those kind of passages, particularly where Paul's talking about the body, and he's talking about us being part of a local body. Um, there's there's a sense in which we prefer one another and we care about one another's needs. So whilst I might not at that time uh, need to kind of hear about this, actually I'm I'm giving special honour to the parts of the body that um, that maybe uh, don't receive it by by going okay if maybe I do need to hear this again, mm-hmm. <laughs> maybe I do need to listen to this again. Uh, but you need to be aware that other people in the church need to hear it. So even if you don't feel like it, there's that kind of pre- pre- preferential thing of kind of going well okay. So the elders have decided or the leaders have decided that we're we need to look at this at the moment and I don't feel like this personally but I can see that this for the the greater body is important so therefore I'm going to engage in it yeah you know uh, that would say that might be where I stand on that yeah I mean I think we would encourage anybody if you if if there's a particular area that they want to grow in uh, and they know that somebody has spoken on that you know say spiritual warfare um you know there's no no, no issue with going to to that that I might grow in it Um, uh, and indeed we encourage people to do the marriage course and other things you know in order that they might grow in their faith and grow together Mm -hmm. so um, that's not a problem Um, but it's 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 keeping both in step I think that's the important thing it's when people the only thing they do is go and listen elsewhere that becomes a problem it's 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 living in, you know, drawing on both yeah. uh, and keeping yeah. that sense of the spirit in community. Yeah, yeah. No, that's really, really good. Really yeah. good. Um, I am really aware that the time is getting on. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> so I just wanted to ask one quick question about, yeah. like, how long do you try and make your preachers just to finish? So I think what's really interesting about that, I'm trying to answer this quickly. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so one of the things, time on time. Um, what, what we've noticed is as we've walked through lockdown, um, that on video our attention spans maybe are less than they might be in person but also we've also before lockdown we were trying to cut down our preaching to around 30 minutes because mm-hmm. I think that we're all used to now in our culture watching shorter sharper snappier videos yeah, you know absolutely. if you've ever watched a TED talk which I love they're great really interesting mm-hmm. on just sort of secular topics they can get the most amazing information across in sort of 10 or 15 minutes yeah. so I, what we're trying to do is we're trying to shorten them down so uh, we try and make them around 20-25 minutes to help you access them and I say, you know, as you come to a preacher and listen to a preacher on a Sunday, um, you come prepared, be ready, you know, be stirred up, be ready for it, be asking the Holy Spirit to help you listen. Because I know for some of us, with short attention spans, like myself, yeah. um, that it, uh, it, it, is, it can be difficult at times. Mm. So but we've tried to cut it down to a kind of a level where we feel that everybody can engage with, with it for that length of time. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, it's really, really good. Good. Cool. Um, well, it's been so great to speak to you guys today about preaching. Sorry, it feels like a bit of a whirlwind, um, but we're trying to keep to the time. So um, thank you so much for being with me today. And if you have any questions, then please do email the office. You are a chosen race. A royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's own people. In order that you might proclaim the mighty hearts of him who called you out of darkness into his marvellous light. 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 light.